Welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast, the show for short-term rental professionals, hosts, and owners worldwide. I'm your host, Elaine Watts, and I invite you to join us each week as we share actionable strategies, top tools and resources, and interviews with leading industry experts and successful holiday homeowners. We ask them to pull back the curtain and teach you exactly what you need to do to do the same. Are you ready? Here we go. Hello and welcome to the Holiday Let Success podcast. I am your host, as always, Elaine Watts. Now, I just wanted to come in and say a quick hello and welcome you to this episode. Now, and just to give you a little bit of background about this episode as well, this was actually recorded at the end of 2019 with an amazing lady called Jessica Gillingham from Abode PR. Now, I had this recorded, ready to go out over the few weeks at the end of 2019, beginning of 2020. And then, of course, what happened was the the pandemic. And I didn't really, you know, being completely honest, I didn't really know what to do in terms of the, the podcast when it came to the beginning. I mean, we were all all over the place. First lockdown arrived and I, I really couldn't decide what to do with the podcast. So I stepped back from it for a while. And in actual fact, what I ended up doing was creating the Short Stay Virtual Summit, which went ahead to help holiday homeowners and short-term rental hosts and, and providers and I interviewed 30 experts and we did it in a video format the short stay virtual summit took place in May 2020 now things are starting to turn around again we're coming out of lockdown not only am I planning the short stay virtual summit for 2021 which is coming up in May again but this time it is from the 4th to the 6th of May. Not only that, but I'm going back through my archive of interviews that I've already got recorded and I'm starting to share those on the podcast. And I've listened back to what we chatted about, me and Jessica, and everything that she shared is very much relevant to today because we talk about PR, we talk about how to get visible, and you know I'm all about direct bookings. So having re-listened, this is a great episode for you to really take away some cool stuff from, and it really does give you the pointers on how to get going with your own PR. And Jessica, when you listen to this episode, will explain exactly what PR is, and she really does lay out how to get started, how to do it, and give some great advice towards the end. So make sure you do listen right through to the end. Okay, I just wanted to jump in, caveat with that, give you some information. And so you know exactly when this went on and and what it's all about. Enjoy the episode and I will speak to you soon. If you'd like to come along to the Short Stay Virtual Summit, please do find me at hlspodcast.com forward slash FB come and join the Facebook group and there you will see us talking about it, everything that's going on and all the preparation and you will have opportunity to influence who I invite into the Short Stay Virtual Summit. I just want to make it the best it can possibly be so that it really helps people like you, people like me. All right, enjoy the episode. I'll see you soon. Bye for now. 
Hello, holiday let success listeners. It's Elaine Watt here from the show, and it's my pleasure today to welcome Jessica Gillingham. Jessica joins me from Abode PR. Jessica is the founder and director of Abode PR. She started her marketing and PR career working in the travel industry for a Canada specialist tour operator over 20 years ago, now specializes in public relations and content marketing for the short-term rental industry. Jessica, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm very well, Elaine. Thank you very much for having me. It's really good to see you again. My pleasure. Same to you. It's a while since we bumped into one another uh, face-to-face at one of the uh, events in London, which was great. And hopefully I'll get to see you again in person soon. But yes, great to catch up. So let's start by finding out a little bit about you. I mentioned that you started over in Canada. How did you get going in the short stay industry? And how did you end up in Canada? So it's it's quite a sort of a, a long story, but I'm actually Canadian as well as British, despite my very English accent. My mother is Canadian, so I spent a lot of time growing up, go, you know, going on holiday to Canada, and I also lived there a few times in my adult life. And when I was uh, a child going over to visit our family in Canada, my uncle had a, a cottage on a lake about two hours north of Toronto. And I, it just, we used to go there and visit and it was just absolutely beautiful. You know, the lake was in the middle of nowhere. There were stars, you know, you could see the Milky Way, the water, you know, we would just swim in the water. It was hot summers. You could hear loons in the background. It was just kind of the ideal holiday for, for me growing up. You know, it was just, it was just a magical time. And it was so different from what I kind of experienced in England. And actually, I, as a child, I traveled a lot with my family because we also lived in Hong Kong. So traveling was something that, you know, I grew up with. But this, this experience of staying in a cottage in Canada just really, really struck with me. And when I was growing up, I couldn't decide whether I wanted to live in Canada or the UK. I actually really liked both. And so I decided really quite, um, with, you know, just really decided Um, that I would do a career that would allow me to live in both. So I started to do, I started working for a tour operator after university. And in fact, I sort of lived in Canada before university and then started working for a tour operator that specialized in Canadian holidays. And I also kind of knew that I wanted to set up my own company. So, and I wanted to sell cottage holidays in Canada because for me, that was kind of a dream vacation, but it wasn't available. You know, this is way before the internet, way before, um, you know, there was no way that you could find a cottage or an individual holiday home in a different country in, you know, it, people didn't even know it existed, let alone how you would actually book it. Crazy so to that think was, that. <laughs> I know, I know it is. And, you know, it's not really that long ago or it certainly no. doesn't feel like it. Um, and I, so I kind of really strategically got experience working for a Canadian tour operator, which I loved because I got to travel back to Canada a lot. And this was in London. And sort of by a weird coincidence, the Heather Bayer, who has, you know, Heather Bayer, yes. she, she was in England at that time and she had her own holiday cottage company. I think it was at the time she was moving to Canada or it was sort of in between that time. And she had this, and I didn't know her then, but this beautiful brochure turned up on my desk one day with the exact kind of idea of what I wanted to do. And it just really inspired me. And then sort of maybe 15 years later, I set up a company called Triptoes, 
com, which was holiday lettings in Canada. And I actually used Heather's cottages as the cottages that, um, that, that, that I sold. And so I had that business. I think I probably started that business about eight or nine years ago. But I quickly realized that, you know, there were lots about running, you know, it was basically a listing site that I, you know, A, didn't really understand and B, wasn't terribly interested in. And actually, you know, the bit that I loved was PR and, uh, and marketing and developing the story. And, you know, alongside doing those things, I also had a career in PR. You know, I worked for the British Heart Foundation. I worked for the tour operator in the, in the first instance and, you know, lots of other different companies. But that was really my beginning into holiday lettings, you know, vacation rentals as we sometimes, you know, it, I work with a lot of North Americans, so vacation rentals, holiday lettings. That was really the beginning of that. And I started to see that there was a huge, it was, you know, by the time that I started Triptos was really around the same time that Airbnb started. So there was, you know, there was a huge expansion of interest in that market. And two and a half years ago, I decided to set up Abode PR specifically to service the short-term rental industry. Got it. So you actually came across Heather Bayer, who of course also has a podcast called Vacation Rental Success. And I was thinking of her connection as you you were starting to talk about the place on the lake. And I was thinking straight away, well, that's exactly what Heather does. And then of course you come up with the connection. That's incredible. So what a, what a start in the industry. So you have always marketed properties. Have you ever owned and run your own place or is that not a place, not an area that you've gone into? that's not an area I've gone into so it's more you know this is more the work that I do or the business that I do and in fact as we kind of talked before before the call I actually you know my PR that I do today is more for the you know it's more for the tech companies that service the industry or associations as well that are and and large property managers got it okay well let's have a talk about PR First of all, for people who are very, very new to getting involved with the holiday let industry and are starting to market their properties, tell us what PR actually stands for and what it really means for short-term rental providers. So PR stands for public relations. So, and what it is, it's about the relationships that you have with your audience, really your stakeholders, and it's about communicating your message to the right people at the right time and in the right ways and traditionally public relations is is media relations so it's working with the media but the media has changed hugely over you know the last 10 years 20 years even five years even two years you know the media is constantly changing so public relations is really about developing those relationships with the media that can and influencers, you know, in today for trap, you know, for travel, it might be Instagrammers or YouTubers, just as much as it might be a journalist at the, you know, the Sunday Times travel magazine. So it's about developing that. And, and what, and what you're also looking to do is to change a perception or to create an action through the work that you do. And usually what I say to, in the first instance, with any uh, clients that I work with, is that whatever we do in PR has to support your business objectives so whether that's being seen as so for holiday uh, letting owners you know it's whether you want to um, create relationships with strategic partners within the town that you're based or whether you want to 
directly work with journalists or whether you want to use social media as your platform it's it's really about about communicating your message and speaking to the audience that you you know that you want to attract got it so before you can start with your pr it's a good idea to know exactly who it is that you want to come and stay in that property so once you've got that message clear so if you're a family property and you're providing everything you can possibly imagine for a family then you want to be talking to pr that tend to have an audience that are a family type audience would that make sense that absolutely makes sense so it's about looking for the audience that you are aligned with and it may be also that you might be you might even go drill that down even more so you might be looking for a family but a family of cyclists because you're near really great cycling trails and you you rent out bikes as part of your property or you might be looking for you know you might be a dog friendly property so you're looking and you know the location that you're based in is a wonderful you know dog walking location so you'd be looking to attract dog walking families so you'd be looking for the media outlets that help you to connect with that audience that you'd be looking for perfect so for someone that was very, very new to this, say, say they have drilled down, it is a family property that's pet friendly. They found a fantastic online blog that's got a lot of readership, that's very pet and family focused. How would an individual owner go about approaching a place like that? Would it be an offer to do a guest post or is that very dependent on who it is that you're actually approaching? So it really depends on who you're approaching and with because what you know what you're essentially selling is an experience you know it is a holiday stay so you will find that bloggers instagrammers will want to stay in your property in exchange for publicizing it and so that's always the bit where you've got to you've got to be really you know look at each case as a case by case basis so you know, I used to do a lot more in travel PR where it would be, you know, consumer travel stuff where, in, you know, Instagrammers or bloggers would say, you know, one of a client I used to work with was actually uh, they had they used to do sort of very expensive trips to the Antarctic. And, you know, a, a blogger would say, you know, once approached us and said, you know, let me and my my boyfriend and I have a free trip, which was worth about 15,000 pounds to the Antarctic in exchange for xyz reach now obviously that was not you know that was not a good return on investment whereas for a holiday home owner if you allowed perhaps one night to a really good blogger who was you know going to be in say you were you know say if you were in cheltenham and it was cheltenham festival time or something they came and they were, you know, they were going to write about the, the festival, but they would also mention you as and give you a link. You know, that might really be worth it if they've got a very good reach. So it's really on a case by case basis, figuring out whether that blogger or journalist is the right fit for you, whether what they're asking feels like a good business investment. And but also realizing that you won't always know so you won't always know what your return will be, but you have to sort of work out. So what's one night midweek, you know, in November worth to me, you know, which would be, you know, so it's really looking at that. 
So you really, you, you can make this work in, in a very, very good value way in that you can find probably one of your nights when the chances of it being booked are fairly slim, as you say, potentially midweek, mm-hmm. November, and then offering it out to somebody who will be, who already has your target market in mind. They're already talking to your target market and it's about you getting in front of their already existing audience. And there will be a certain amount of negotiating going on because, of course, you know, the blogger, if, it, if it's a blogger, you know, they will want something and you want to offer something. So it's finding that middle ground. And really, it's about building that relationship as well. So working out whether they are somebody that you want to work with and see it as a working relationship. So is it somebody that you want to work with, that you can work with, that you like their values, that they're, you know, they're being respectful to you. They're not just, you know, not just kind of asking for things and it's working that out. And that's just, you know, that's one way of doing it. And it's really about, so, you know, what I, the way I approach sort of larger clients and larger media is we look, we, we know what we want to get across, what our messaging is that we want to get across. We know what our story is. We know what our objectives are. And then we look for the media that we feel is best aligned with the audience that we're trying to reach and the messaging that we want to get across. And then we approach with stories. So we approach with either news, which, you know, is, is may or may not be appropriate or pictures and stories. So for instance, if it, if you were looking for a, uh, a blogger, you know, a blogger or a publication, that you know is interested in cycling holidays and we have the most perfect cottage that is on you know a brilliant cycling route you can go with pin you know go with a with highlights about why your property is a great place for for people to visit to you know to take to you know so for instance it might be around the the tour of britain or something you might have a a property that is right on the route of the next tour of britain and you can go with some of those highlights to whatever publication as a story you've got to always remember that it's not about you though it is about the publication and their audience you've got to try and remember they're not actually interested in you they're interested in providing their audience with a good story or interesting content got it that's that's really well described for our listeners thank you and i think that'll help clarify exactly how to get started because it's a difficult one you never know quite how to approach someone who who has got a really good audience and who hasn't yet so if we are the 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 instigator if we're going out researching i think that's a good footing to start with isn't it because you can see already what sort of reach this audience has and who it is they're already talking to so thank you for giving us an idea of how to get going with that really exciting to to listen to you uh, who knows exactly what they're doing has done this many times over and just exactly how to go about it so you can really get started on quite a low budget Uh, another way to speak to your audience is using social media or local media how would you approach the social media side of things from an individual owner perspective so I think it's if you're building a brand for your property, social media, you know, needs to be part of that brand. So if you've got a website and you've got a name for your property and you're looking to, to you know, to get direct bookings, 
social media really is part of that and again it's just it, it and i would if for, for individual owners it's really about talking about the experience that your property you know what makes your property different from one that might be two miles up the road so it's it's using social media to talk about your stories whether it's the experience they might have in the property or even your personality as the owner you know, don't be afraid to let your personality as the owner get across. And then also social media, you know, particularly Twitter and also Instagram is a great way of connecting with other potential partners. So whether it's, you know, local businesses that are within your area, you know, the local bakery or the local holiday club or tennis club or whatever it might be to work together there. And in terms of local media, you know, local media and regional media has changed hugely you know i mean that's probably one of the biggest changes is 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 what kind of happened with local media but there are loads of local blog sites you know you you know every town has got you know quite a few blog sites or twitter you know twitter accounts that are related to that town so you could always offer to be an expert in you know, short-term rentals within your locality or an expert on family travel within your locality and, and offer to write a weekly column or offer to be part of a Twitter chat that is in that area. So there are opportunities and sometimes you just have to ask, you know, you just have to say, could I write a monthly column about family travel in weymouth or wherever you are you know a, a review of something and you as the owner of your property would get publicity for that and you know possibly a link or certainly a link and contact details so those are ways of kind of thinking outside of the box about how to use public relations to enhance your profile really good advice i think something that i noticed there that you said which i think is super important is to to not be concerned or worried about letting your yourself and your personality shine through in fact i can't remember the exact uh figures that i read but around a website the about page is one of the most read pages on a website so people do want to know who you are they want to know who is behind the property and it's definitely one of the first pages that i go to i want to know who's running the property i want to know if i'm going to see them i want to know how they're running it and something i've seen um, quite recently with a particular property owner which i thought was great a little bit of behind the scenes on social media uh, you know, just just a day's on the way in to do a changeover or walking the dog in the local area close to your property, I think can work quite well. And that's something I've noticed more holiday homeowners doing recently. So, so great advice there. Thank you. I'll tell you why that is, Elaine. It's because we connect emotionally to other people. You know, people do business with people. And also the way that we connect is through stories. So even if you're seeing the story, you know, maybe a background Instagram story or something about an owner who's painting the front room, you know, repainting the front room or can't decide the colors or whatever, we connect to that because it's, you know, we're hardwired to connect emotionally to that sort of stuff. That's really interesting to hear the exact reasons behind it, because I'm just drawn to it. But to hear the reasons behind it, well, yes, it makes total sense, doesn't it? So if you are starting to work with a particular business you might be looking to help them figure out exactly what their message 
is and then to get that message out there. Would you say that's the place to start for individual owners? They need to know exactly what it is they're saying, who it is they want to attract, just to recap. And and then really go ahead and find, reach out to individual bloggers, Instagram, uh, Instagrammers, and anybody that's on Facebook, social media that aligns with that message and just start from there. So really start at your place. You could really start with looking at your own guidebook where you're sending people and reaching out to those, those places because well, each one of those is a place that local people are, are going to be. People that are coming to your area are going to want to see. So maybe that's a place you could also start. Does that sound like the way forward? Message. Uh- reach out, market. Absolutely. But what I would say before the message is why are you doing it? So what actually is your reasoning? Is it because you need more direct bookings? Is it because you, you don't, you know, maybe some of your guests that are coming to you are not staying long, you know, long enough, you know, they're staying for two nights, not five nights, and you want to kind of get that across. So it's really what's the objective behind doing it? Because if, you know, there has to be a good business reason for engaging because, you know, it can be low cost to do it on your own. But I'll tell you one thing, it's incredibly time consuming. So it's making sure that you're, you know, that, that you know why you want to do it. Great stuff. Yeah, that, that's very key point actually because as, as we were talking about it can be very very low cost you can pick your right nights but then to build those relationships that's where the time comes into it and of course every minute spent doing that if you've not got the outcome you're not decided what the outcome is and you're not pushing towards that then it, it can potentially just be be lost time so let's have a look at something that you're doing outside of well Related to PR, but but outside of the business, exactly. And that's that you're on the board with Visit Bath. So why don't you tell us about your role and maybe how marketing the area and working with your local destination marketing organization can help individual owners increase visibility? So I... uh live in Bath and come from Bath and although I have lived you know in lots of other places as well and I'm very passionate about the city and the surrounding area and you know I know it's not the best place in the world but I feel like it's the best place in the world so it was gorgeous (laughs) it is gorgeous it is gorgeous and I really wanted to be part of supporting the strategic direction of the city basically in terms of the tourism which is why I um you know, why I sit on the board. And it's, um, it's a very, you know, it's, it's also, it gives me something that is different from my day to day work. Most of my clients are international, you know, most, you know, I work with clients in North America, Israel, Europe, you know, so I also am very interested in destination marketing, you know, if I wasn't doing what I'm doing now, that is the direction I would have gone in. So that's kind of why I do it. But what my role as a, a non-exec board member is, is is helping the company and the city with the strategic direction of the marketing services, the tourism services. So it's a very interesting, and we're actually going through a very interesting time of change at the moment. So it's quite interesting. But you know, all DMOs are different, but a lot of them are membership organizations. So individual owners can be, you know, can be a member of their local DMO where they pay a fee, then then they're part of the website and they're part of 
part of the bigger picture marketing of the destination that they're in. And also, you know, DMOs, you know, the PR, they all have PR departments and they're looking for, you know, to host journalists and host bloggers. So there are opportunities to be part of that part of working with a DMO in terms of, you know, bigger picture PR press trips and fan trips that might be coming. So they all obviously work differently, but it's good to just be part of that to sort of see and also to look at themes that might be coming up that you can be part of because, you know, or campaigns that might be coming up. So whether it's, you know, around, you know, a seasonal campaign or a product campaign or whatever it might be to just know what's going on and being part of that. I suppose it's quite a good way of being ahead of what's actually going to be happening in your area as well. And then you can adjust your marketing to fall in line with whatever your destination marketing organization are are focusing on. So for example, here in Worcester, we have um, close to Christmas, there's the German market, which comes into town and it essentially takes over the center of Worcester. And as their marketing comes into play, and we're inviting people to the city to come and visit, if we can start to see when our DMOs are starting to advertise, it, it can help us learn our own marketing. When is a good time to start marketing for a particular something that's going on in your city, like the, um, the Christmas market? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And also, you know, we certainly have in Bath, and I imagine, you know, other locations do as well. There are quite a lot of associations of individual owners that get together, market themselves. So in Bath, we have stayinbath.org, which is a uh, an organization of independent self-catering accommodation owners, but also guest houses that have you know built a website in order to get direct bookings. And in fact, they work with Touchstay as well on a guidebook. So, you know, they're, 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 you know, they're a collective of about a hundred individual owners who are working together to market themselves as a collective. You know, those are all really interesting things as well. That, that is really interesting that something like that, that, that some people have come together to actually create that themselves. That's super interesting. I'd really like to, to would you put me in contact with them? I'd love to talk to them I'd, about I how. certainly will. I'd love to. That'd be absolutely amazing. That's, that's really, really interesting. I love um, people coming together and building something and sharing this industry so that's right up my street and I I love the connection with the destination marketing organization that we've talked about today as well so as we start to close you've shared some incredibly good advice today which we're very appreciative of thank you what do you think we as holiday homeowners can do to ensure that we are ahead of the curve and truly stand out moving forwards so in terms of PR or in yes. terms of PR, so I think it's just be brave, make those connections. Don't think you, you can't do it because you're not, you know, a PR consultant, you know, just be brave and be intuitive about it as well. You know, it is about developing relationships. So, and you know, you don't have to hit Condé Nast Traveller. You can hit your local, you know, your local radio show with a good story idea. So, um, you know, it's, I, I think it's just be brave. I, I love that advice because a lot of times it's, it is something you think, well, 
I can't approach a newspaper. I'm just, I'm just a holiday homeowner. I'm just me. But no, you're a valuable business to your area. You're bringing business into that area. People are interested in what it is that you're doing and what people that are attracted to the area can do when they arrive. So great advice. Thank you. And finally, where do you see the future of the holiday let industry headed? So in continual growth, certainly for a while. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about raising standards or raising you know, making sure that there are some kind of, um, uh, I guess, standardization for guests so that when we, you know, we're, we're, I mean, we're all guests of, you know, I certainly am of, of holiday lets and holiday rentals and knowing that when you book somewhere that you are assured of the quality of what you're booking, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, is something that will certainly come into play. Yeah, I I agree. I think that's um, very good insights. I think it is something that's that's happening across the industry, and certainly with the short term accommodation association coming together, and they are pushing the whole industry forward and protecting the industry as well. And and yes, building up standards. So it's, it's definitely great advice. Thank you, Jessica, for taking the time to come and spend with us today. If people would like to know more about you, let us know how they can get in touch. So they can just go to my website. It's www.abode-pr.com and, um, or they can email me, jessica at abode-pr.com. Brilliant stuff. Listeners, I will, of course, link everything that Jessica has talked about up to the to the HLS pod website you can find us at hlspod.com forward slash abode PR no hyphen and that'll take you straight through to our show notes for Jessica's episode and we'll just recap there everything that we've talked about and I'll link through both to Jessica's website and to some of the really good ideas that Jessica's talked about today I'll find some examples and and get those linked up in the show notes which I'm really blown away by the information you've given us today I think you've clearly laid out exactly how owners can get going with PR and a really good idea of exactly what it is because when you first get going you've no idea (laughs) so thank Mm -hmm. you (laughs) that's great So thanks, Jessica. I hope to see you again very soon and bye for now. Thanks, Elaine. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Holiday Let Success podcast. But remember, it doesn't need to end here. Come and find us on Facebook at hlspodcast.com forward slash FB, where you can join our free community of like-minded, proactive holiday home owners. Get your questions answered, get access to our free resources and trainings that are going to help you towards your holiday let success. See you there.